If we're talking about responsibilities that we have as an exceptional man, husband, and father, one of those responsibilities is obviously going to be career. So today we're going to talk about how to really launch your career into a possibly a whole new direction, but definitely how to take your career and magnify, amplify, and increase the productivity and effectiveness of that career. Looking forward to it, guys. Buckle up and let's get started. Welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This podcast is for the husbands and fathers who are not satisfied with the status quo. You see, to be exceptional means to be rare, better than average, or deviating from the norm. On this journey, we'll look at practical strategies, tips, and even experiments to break out of the usual and surprise our spouses, and at times, even ourselves. You are listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. Why settle for average when exceptional is an option? Well, hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. My name is Joe Sellers, and I am your host. And we are digging in right now in this series. We're digging into what I call the Exceptional Husband and Father Framework. And that's based on three R's, reps, which basically means health, relationships, and responsibilities. And we've been breaking those down. And I encourage you, if you missed any of the previous podcasts, to go back and catch up on those and fill in the blanks uh, of those different areas. But today, we are going to be talking about that third R, which is responsibilities, and specifically about your career. Now, you know, I know that, that some of you may, may actually be stay-at-home dads, and there's nothing wrong with that, but no matter what you're doing, whether you're a stay-at-home dad or working full-time, you obviously have a career. You have responsibilities in a career. And so let's kick this off right, because I, I personally believe for myself, you know, there's, there's been times that people have said, Joe, you know, what do you do to, to be encouraged? What do you do to grow? And well, obviously one of the things that I really uh, work hard at is I work hard to to really book in my day with the Word of God. I start in the morning with the Old Testament. I I finish off the evening with the New Testament, and so you know I, I believe in in living as I preach, if you would. So you know, don't just say it, but do it. So I do have a couple of verses that I want to share with you right at the beginning, and I believe these can really help put your career into perspective. And the first one is Philippians 2, 14 through 16, reading from the New Living Translation. It says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. And once again, it's Philippians 2, 14 through 16. And then also Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and the master you are serving is Christ. Once again, Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Now, we could basically take a few hours to, to go through these two passages because, you know, if we're talking about career, uh, th- just take for, take a minute and think about what are some of the challenges in in a career. So obviously, some of the challenges you may face is, well, um, I don't make enough money, or I'm not really in a career that I really want to be in, or there's there's I'm working this now, but I would really like to work in this other area, or I want to side hustle, I want to do something else full time. Um, well, I, I I have struggles with my boss, I have struggles at work, I have struggles with my coworkers. There's all kinds of things that can really challenge us when we start talking about our responsibilities as related to a career. 
So if you look at this passage in Philippians, it, it's it's gold. It's like pure gold. And so think about how you go to work each day. And if you take this verse and start lining it up, you know, uh, I picture up, you know, like an overlay to where you, you have something laying down and then you lay something over it to line things up. Picture it like that. So look at verse 14. It says, do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one can criticize you. Okay, folks, uh, I, I have a confession to make. Sometimes I can be the world's worst complainer and I can be argumentative. And so I have to like pump the brakes with myself and say, okay, okay, back up, back up for a minute. And I have to be careful because obviously, you know, my, my poor bride, um, sometimes, you know, she is the one who will get the brunt of my complaining and arguing, uh, not arguing with her. I'm once again, we're talking about career to where I'll complain about something or I'll argue about something like, oh, this shouldn't have happened. Oh, I, I screwed up here. You know, I'll, I'll bring in that complaining into our relationship. And once again, this is the exceptional husband's podcast. So, you know, we do want to be a better husband. So obviously that's not great to be complaining, arguing to my wife about my career. So if you're doing that, that then I encourage you right now, stop doing that. But obviously it's not just about our spouse, but we can be complaining and arguing on our job. And if we're doing that, then it's pretty obvious if you step back and think about it, people can start criticizing you. People can say, well, gosh, that guy, all that guy does is complain. And okay, be, be honest here. How many of you like to be around a complainer? How many of you enjoy spending time with people who do nothing but complain? I, I, I don't see any hands going up in our virtual little world that we're sitting in here right now. So, so nobody likes a complainer. So I encourage you, if, if you are that complainer, then pump the brakes and stop that immediately. And then complaining and arguing, go in the same boat there. And the reason that it says to not do that is so people can't criticize us. So whatever you do, do it without complaining and arguing. Then the next step is to live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. So I encourage you specifically and especially with your career, because we're talking about responsibilities and career today. I encourage you, whatever you do, I encourage you be black and white about it. Don't, don't have those gray areas to where you say, well, this isn't exactly wrong. Well, this isn't exactly lying. If you have to put the word isn't exactly, or the phrase isn't exactly right before something you're doing or talking about, then you're already in that gray area that is probably already black and wrong and you shouldn't do. So think about it. Stop and think about what am I doing that is questionable? Is there something I'm doing that if people were to look at it and evaluate it, if I were just to take a step back and evaluate it, then what would I be doing that people would say, I, I don't know if that's really good or not. So obviously with that, I encourage you, whatever you do, do not lie. Do not manipulate. Do not tell half truths or or tell stories or make up stories um, because this is something that can really start bringing your, your trust into question. And so I'm telling you, any career you have, whether you're just working with coworkers or whether you're working with, with other clients and customers, whatever it is you're doing, if people don't trust you, 
then it's hard to have a productive relationship. We're talking coworkers or clients that you're, if you're in sales or you're, or you're uh, in serving clients in some other format, not just sales, but anytime you're connecting with clients, if they lose trust in you, you're going to lose business. Business is built on relationship and trust. Careers are built on relationship and trusts. So if you want to grow your client base, if you want to, to get that promotion, if you want to earn more money, it's going to have to be based on trust. So, what you're going to have to do then is live a, a clean life and an innocent life as you are a child of God so that you're really going to shine. And, and the thing is, you don't have to toot your own horn and, and shine above the crooked and perverse people. <laughs> uh, people are going to figure that out pretty, pretty fast. I know some people can be fooled some of the time, but you can't fool all the people all the time. And so I encourage you, live that clean, innocent life in your career. Go into your career with absolute honesty absolute being true to, to whoever you're, you're, you're working with or dealing with. And then as you do that, then the only way that's going to be possible, let's be, let's face it. There's going to be temptation. There's going to be temptations to lie. There's going to be temptations to maybe not tell the whole truth. So how do we, how do we keep our way pure then? How do we, we stay innocent? Well, it tells us right here, hold firmly to the word of life. So the word of life is the word of God, Genesis to Revelations. And John, the first uh, chapter of John talks about how that, that Jesus Christ is the word. So as we read the word, it's not just about him, but it is him. So when we book in our day, like I talked about earlier, uh, morning with the Old Testament, evening with the New Testament is, is my, my method. You can choose what you want, but the key point is not how you do it, but that you do it and do it consistently and regularly. That is how we're going to we're do it. In the book of Psalms, talks about how can a young man keep his way pure by living according to the word of God. So if we hold, hold firmly to the word of life, then we're going to be able to, to shine as, as bright lights in this crooked world. And that's how we do it. We follow the word of God. We stay in the word. I'm just telling you guys right now, when I go through my day, if there's a day that I got busy or I overslept or something came up very first thing in the morning, I did not have time to get in the word and maybe I didn't end my, my night before in the word. It, it's not about, um, oh gosh, I didn't read my, my Bible. I'm not a good Christian. Oh, I'm, I'm a horrible person. It has nothing to do with that. It's more like if, picture it like this. If I skipped a meal, if I got so busy that I worked through lunch, so busy, I, I worked right through lunch. I just didn't have time to sit down and eat lunch. That would not make me a bad person. I wouldn't be an evil person because I, I didn't eat my lunch. What that would make me is, that would make me possibly and potentially a malnourished person. So what happens if you don't eat? If you if you skip a meal or two, what, what can happen? It doesn't always happen. What can happen? Well, I can get foggy brain. I can get confused. I can make uh, poor judgments. I can lose a, my, my stronger sense of good judgment if I, if I miss that meal. So, you know, Jesus told us that, that we live by the word of God. And so think of it like that. Think of your morning and evening scripture time or lunch break, read the word, be in the word as much as you can. Think about it more like you're eating nourishment for your soul and your spirit. Okay. We're made up of body, soul, and spirit. And so obviously food helps your body. And then the word of God is going to help our soul and our spirit especially. And so hold firmly to the word of life by digging into the word, by getting into the word. Now, some of you listening to this, uh, show of hands, how many of you read your Bible every day already? Oh, okay. Not, 
Not a lot of you. A few of you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I see you back there. Uh, thank you for, for that. Uh, and hey, thank you other guys for being honest, for having that shining as bright light in a world full of crooked and perverse people because you, you didn't raise your hand. So, so thanks for being honest with that, that you do not read your Bible every day. So what I want to encourage you with is, is to start. It's never too late to start. And if you don't really know, uh, well, let's, let's start with the, <laughs> the most basic principle. If you don't have a Bible, then obviously the first step is to get a Bible. Now, there's tons of Bible apps out there you can have on your phone. And, and I love those. Uh, for example, this morning, uh, I have used Olive Tree uh, Bible software for literally decades, a couple of decades at least, maybe uh, more than that. And so I will use that especially to take notes in and, and put my notes in. But I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. I like paper. I like my Bible to be a paper Bible to where I can turn the page and I can read it and I can highlight it. But I use that you know, in, con in conjunction with a digital Bible as well, because I love having that digital Bible because guess what? You know, if I, if I write a paper, paper journal, which I love journaling, I could lose that paper, paper journal, but with my digital Bible that I've had for a couple of decades, I can literally go back and I'll see a little note symbol by a verse I'm reading. And I can go back and see that note that I wrote down sometimes over a decade ago. So that's really cool. So I love paper Bible with digital Bible combined, kind of the best of both worlds, if you would. But I encourage you, get a Bible. Uh, translation, listen, guys, we're, we're not going to argue translations here. I, I personally, I, I don't know if it's because I was a youth pastor for 17 years, but I really like the, the New Living Translation for its its ease of understanding and, and readability. Uh, there's lots of great translations out there. There's there's the New Living Translation. There's the King James, the New King James, the the um, ESV. There, there's tons of Bible translations. So just find the one that, that you are comfortable with one that you can read, one that you will read. And so get, get the word. You have to start there. And then once you get it, maybe you're overwhelmed because you're thinking, oh my gosh, there's thousands of pages here. There's like 66 books. It's Genesis to Revelations. Where do I even start? And and obviously with most books, you, you pick it up and you go, okay, I'm going to start with Genesis. And, and that's not bad. It, it, you can kind of see history, if you would, and the start of the world, the, the foundation of the world. That's awesome. But if you're especially just getting started, I really encourage you to start with the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and especially John, but start with the Gospels because the Word of God is, is it's all about Jesus, and our life really is about living unto Christ. And so what really will help you is if you learn about Christ and his life as he walked on this earth. So I encourage you, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, start with the Gospels. The other great uh, passages or uh, books to read are the book of Psalms because there's all kinds of nuggets in there that can really encourage you. And then, of course, Proverbs right next to Psalms. Um, Psalms, Proverbs in the Old Testament. Psalm and Proverbs are great, and Proverbs are great because it has those, once again, those little nuggets that you can find. And those are, you know, sometimes you'll eat something really good and you just want to chew on it for a while. You don't want to just like, swallow it down real fast but you won't chew on it well psalms and proverbs are great books in the in the bible to to chew on sometimes just one verse that can really jump out to you and i'm always amazed at how much the word of god is it's living and active and and really is useful today and applicable today to my life even though it was written sometimes thousands of years ago so that's what i encourage you with get you get you a bible if you don't have one i love paper plus digital uh doesn't really matter which version just just pick one that you, that you will read and then um, start with the Gospels and or uh, Psalms and Proverbs. That's, that's a great place to start. 
And then just really pray through as you're reading. Just say, okay, Lord, show me your word today. Speak to me through your word today. If you do those two things, you're, you'll be amazed at how your life will improve. Because you see, let's face it, careers can be stressful. And w- one of my favorite ways of handling stress is to get in the word and spend time with God. Spend time in the word and spend time in prayer. So those will be helpful so that, like it says, hold firmly to the word then on the day of Christ's return. I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. Guys, let's let's face it. We're men. The last thing we want to do at the end of the day is look back and say, oh my gosh, I didn't get anything done. What did I do? I, I've just blown this day. Everything I did was useless. We don't want that. And so it says that one way to do that, to, to, to not fall into that trap, is to hold firmly to the word of God. So, um, I, I hope that makes sense. Hope that is clear to you. And then the next passage, Colossians 3, 23, 24, work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for the Lord rather than people. So this can be really helpful. This can be helpful when you realize, okay, look, this job is a blessing, especially when you look at the, the unemployment rate in the world today. Any job you have can be a blessing because it's, it's allowing you to provide for yourself and your family. And so really look at it as, you know, I'm working for the Lord. I'm not just working for my boss. I'm not just working for people. I'm not just working for the, even the, the client, the customers that I'm serving, but I am working for the Lord. And when you realize and dedicate it to I'm working to the Lord, it's amazing how much better your work can be and your attitude, especially towards your work. And I just remember when I, when I moved back from Germany, came back to the States and the first job I had when I came back, I spent a few months working in a chair factory. And guys, listen, I've never done upholstery in my life um, before working in this chair factory. And so I went in there, and what I would do each morning is I would say, Lord, you train David's hands for battle, train my hands for upholstery. And I was amazed at how fast I would do some of this production, some of these production of pieces that I would, that I would have to upholster. And it was kind of amazing because I was actually producing more and even better quality things than some of the guys that were in there that had been doing this their whole life. And obviously it's not because, oh, wow, I'm, I'm like a, a genius with upholstery. It's because I believe every day I prayed, okay, Lord, I'm doing this unto you. Train my hands for upholstery like you train David's hands for battle. And so I was basically dedicating my work to the Lord. And I realized, hey, you know what? I'm not just working for my boss. I'm not just working for this chair company. Uh, I'm not even just working for the the client and, you know, side note, drop a name here. Uh, we actually made chairs one time for Tiger Woods, believe it or not. So we had some pretty high profile clients as well, but that wasn't who I was working for. First and foremost, I was working for the Lord. And when I put that perspective in it, then it was a lot easier to work. And the other thing I want to encourage you with, um, I know a lot of you out there, maybe you're not working what you would call a dream job. Uh, maybe you have a side gig that you're really, that's that's really more your 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 dream job, that side gig that you would really like to do. Well, one thing that I want to encourage you with is if you're working a, a full-time job, let, let's call it corporate job, whether it's corporate or not, call it a corporate job and call a, a second job your side hustle, okay? So just to put it in perspective, you got your 40-hour a week or more or a full-time job, and then you have this side hustle that that's maybe more your dream job. So one thing that, that can help is if you get discouraged thinking, gosh, I wish my side gig was my full-time gig and I, I'm so tired and, and fed up with this full-time gig that I'm doing, this full-time job I'm doing. So one way I want to encourage you to look at it, to change your perspective a little bit, is, okay, let's face it. As a man, you got to have responsibility in your career. 
you got to pay bills. We'll talk about finances next week, but you've got to pay your bills. So look at your full-time job as the tool or the way that you are able to do your side gig. Okay, does that does that make sense? Think about it a minute. Okay, you want to do your side gig full-time. Now, most side gigs I've ever heard of, I know there's exceptions to this rule, but most of the side gigs that I've heard of is you have got to to build it. You, you don't just start, I'm going to start my side gig tomorrow and I'm going to be making $200,000 a year with my side gig starting tomorrow. No, that, like I said, 99.99% uh, of the time, it doesn't happen that way. You actually have to build that side gig into a full-time gig. And so, so you can't pay your bills starting today with a side gig. So you still have to pay your bills. You have that responsibility. So look at your full-time job as the means, as the tool, as the way that you are still providing for yourself and your family so that you can build your side gig. So your full-time job, your once again, we'll call it corporate job, your corporate job enables you to have the means to work on that side gig. I, I hope that helps. It, it helped me personally because obviously with a, with a full-time job, it can be stressful. It can be uh, demanding. You can think, gosh, I just really want to be doing this. I don't want to be doing this. I'd rather be doing this. Well, at, at the end of the day, I have to provide for myself and my family. And so that corporate job is letting me do that while I work on my side gig. So it, it's helping me podcast. How, how do I pay for my podcast subscription to upload these podcasts? Well, guess what? I have a full-time job. My full-time job is not podcasting. It is my full-time corporate job. So that helps me to do that. And, and I realize I'm working to the Lord. So remember the last part of this passage, remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. So my master isn't my boss. My, my master isn't somebody else, but my master is actually Christ. And when I can look at it like that, then I can really focus more on, on doing excellent in, in my work, doing excellent with my, my full-time or as we said, corporate job. So hope that helps somebody. And just a few more points I want to throw out real quick. Um, if you're not going where you're wanting to go with your career, I want to encourage you right now that the biggest bottleneck in your career is you. It, it's not your boss. It's not your coworkers. It's not your wife, the kids, the government, taxes, competitors, etc. But the biggest bottleneck in your career will most likely be you. And the biggest way to change you and to move you out of that bottleneck is your attitude. So, yeah, I'm talking about the guy that, that you brushed your teeth this morning in the mirror and shaved with this morning in the mirror. You, not, not somebody else, but you. And so you can waste all your time and energy blaming everybody else. Remember what we said at the beginning? You can be complaining and argumentative about everybody else around you. But really, the only one that you need to, to call into question you know, 99.999 times out of 100 is you. So when you start realizing, you know what, like we talked about uh, previous podcasts with responsibilities and, and taking ownership of, of who you are, you've got to take 100% responsibility for where you're at. Yes, there can be things out of your control. Yes, you can get fired and for no apparent reason you can get laid off because of downsizing. But at the end of the day, your attitude and your reaction is 100% your responsibility, no matter what happens to you or how it happens to you. So I encourage you, once again, look at your career, see where you can improve. And if you really want to improve your in your current job, whether it's a corporate job or a side gig, either one, here's a quote that I've had from multiple sources, and that is, what gets tracked improves 
what gets tracked and reported improves exponentially. So I encourage you, start looking at your career and find what are the key elements of my career that really determine how well I'm doing and then start tracking those. Whether it's, for example, uh, number of sales calls, number of widgets you produce in a day, uh, the number of contacts you make with with new potential clients, what, whatever it is, find those key uh, numbers that, that you can track that really influence the outcome and the quality and quantity of your work and start tracking it. And then, like I said, if you want to take it to the next level, then find someone that you can trust that, that, you, that also knows, loves, and trusts you and, and report to them. Say, hey, you know, we'll call him Bob. Hey, Bob, um, I'm going to start tracking this and I'm going to send you this little report of, of how I'm doing. And so you can, you can ask me, how are you doing? Well, how, how'd you do uh, yesterday? How'd you do last week with your total sales calls, for example? So I encourage you, what gets tracked improves, what gets tracked and reported improves exponentially. So just a practical tip on how to improve your career, on how to pr- improve your outcome. And so take time today and write out some of the, the key actions that you can take daily to improve the production in your career and then start tracking it. And then take time to find someone that you can report that to. So we're going to wrap it up today with a couple of questions. And that is, what are the key actions that you can take daily to improve your productivity in your career? And second question, how do you start tracking these? And then the question we asked from the very beginning is real simple. Are you in the word daily? And I cannot encourage you enough that one of the best things you can do to improve your career, because like I said, the number one bottleneck in your career is you and most of the time, the reason you are bottlenecking very likely is your attitude. And the best way to improve your attitude, I believe, is to get perspective by being in the Word of God daily. In the morning and evening is great. Throughout the day is even better. But be in the Word and then really begin to look to, to grow in what you do by putting in perspective of, you know, hey, look, I'm not working for my boss, but I'm working for God. I hope this helps somebody. Uh, if you know someone your life that's struggling right now in the career, I encourage you, if you think this would help them, go ahead and, and uh, shoot it to them, share it with them. I encourage you also, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. I, I, I love uh, talking to you guys and, and helping you guys. I hope this has helped someone today. And if it has, uh, send me a like, send me a, a, a response, give me a review. And just appreciate you so much and thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Next week, we're going to be talking about specifically your responsibility and finances. So we'll talk to you next week. Have a great day, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Today for a Better Tomorrow Life Coaching. I sincerely hope you found encouragement and fresh ideas were sparked for you to grow more today. If you'd like more focused help in becoming an exceptional man, husband, and father, check out www.t4bt.us. That's t4bt.us. Click on the Book a Clarity Session button to schedule a conversation with me to see if personal coaching might be something for you. For this first call, I'll waive my usual fees just to get to know you better and see if we might be a good fit for me to help you on your journey. Once again, that's www.t4bt.us. Thanks again for listening, and remember, Yesterday is gone forever and tomorrow is out of reach. All you can change is today.